0: And we will begin very, very shortly. I wanted to add one quick thing. Um, this show is in partnership and sponsored by Alchemy RPG. What that means is that we're utilizing their platform to play Siren's Call, uh, which is our version of Laura Vithera. Um, this is the, the first section of uh, the Lost Druid. I believe there will be more to come. Um, we want to make it very clear and transparent how we plan to do this um yes alchemy rpg sponsors this show it's amazing we're playing it on their platform i think it's gorgeous i think it's cinematic um i also know that it is currently um is it what's the word it's not play test it's it's beta, beta? beta? is it in beta mode i think, or I I think the...
1: technically this is called early access i'm not sure if early, others early access. Yet, So.
0: Thank you, yes, it's it's open now for early access to everybody, um, you can make an account, um, oh I, for- <laughs> I forgot, we're going to do a giveaway uh, this stream <laughs> by the way guys, hey, surprise, um, but <laughs> um, we're going to give away, I think today we're going to give away a lovely um, t-shirt of the lore of Athera. beautiful, you see the cover, Dimples, do you want to hold it up one more time for us, do you have the book in front of you still? Oh yeah. You see that beautiful, beautiful art back there? That is on the t-shirt. It's gorgeous. Um, so we're going to give that away tonight. Um, but we also, <laughs> in, at some point, are uh, also going to give away a free one-month subscription to the platform and things like that. So check it out. If it's something that you're interested in, feel free to make that account. And maybe later on, you can win a free uh, subscription and all that good stuff. But um, back to what I was saying. The important point that that we want to say here is I as a a individual as a brand and our and ourselves we are not going to just be fawning over this platform be like oh my god it's so beautiful uh without also pointing out flaws we are honest we're going to review it honestly we're going to play it honestly um it is in the works they're updating it constantly they're fixing things constantly when i first opened this app it is completely different than what it is right now and it has a lot more access and different things um so it is constantly involving just because we point something out and say oh man this could be really useful if it had this doesn't mean that it won't eventually have that thing Um, but I hope that you can rely on us to give our honest opinion on it um, regardless and know that that um, that's what's going to happen regardless so amazing okay that was my disclaimer now I'm nervous okay you guys ready (laughs) you guys ready for this let's go
2: deep breaths everybody
0: Okay. Oh hey, I'm not a uh, not push attack, that's cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Within the world of Athera, amid the expansive broken top mountains, a caldera occupies the remains of Mount Tesetra. Tessetera, I knew I was gonna fuck that up. Mount Tesetera. Hmm. Which exploded eons ago with volcanic fury, smoke, and ash. But as the ages passed, rainwater filled the caldera creating a massive body of water that came to be named Crystal Lake. The very top of the mountain lies in the center of the lake forming an island. Unfathomably deep, the lake contains abundant marine life and towns sprung up and grew strong on the bounty they pulled from the waters. Eventually, a small group of fisher folk traveled to the island to start a new life and that group soon became a village. That village grew to be a town and then a city until the marvelous metropolis of Fano spread to every corner of the island. But my friends, we're not in the past. We're in the present. And the once magnificent city of Fano now rests on the edge of oblivion. The three factions that rule this fair city are on the brink of open warfare. The Order of Spira, has turned its military strength against its own citizens. The city and lake live under a plague of Merkwa, a violet algae-like substance that has transformed urban wildlife into violent predators, resulting in an economic downturn felt most by the destitute. For you four, however, sure, the city has fallen from grandeur, But there's still a sizable amount of coin to be made for those willing to get their hands dirty. Now, speaking of you four. Before we find ourselves with wind in our hair, or fur, sorry, David. uh, And the rolling (laughs) waves of the lake beneath our feet. I want to see how you guys got here. All right. Going into the past just a little bit. Catch us up real quick. The camera pans over the twisted spires of mountains clothed in emerald pinery towards the east, and zooms into the woods just on the outskirts of the city of Red Rock. We see a small cottage, innocuous perhaps at first glance. Nestled in between dense trees and foliage, As we settle on this location to get a better look, certain details stand out to us. A discerning eye may note that the herbs and spices hanging out to dry in the sun contain a collection of stinging nettle, bitter nightshade, and poison hemlock. The small clearing out in front of the cottage seems to be missing any welcoming pathway where one might enter or leave from. And in fact, the small, low, stone, mossy wall that curves around the clearing seems to be the only thing that stops the dense thicket of thorny bramble that surrounds the space from encroaching further. An abrupt noise snaps our attention to the rounded wooden door of the cottage as it slams open and an angry young woman storms out. Anne, why don't you describe your character for us?
3: is a (laughs) sort of medium medium height medium build uh, but very uh, holds herself like the world is out to get her type of person. Um, She is wrapped in burgundies and pinks uh, and purple traveling clothes uh, and scarves and she wears leather armor. She has um this sort of magenta bob that's like messy uh, and and fades to white tips. And her skin is this uh, sort of light lavender shade. Um, and she certainly stands out uh, because her flower crown is not indeed a crown at all. It is... Uh, a witch's turn that grows out in vines from the back of her head and winds itself sort of to points near her cheeks, uh, sprouting with thorns and also budding flowers as well. And those flowers seem to breathe with her as she sits seething in this grove here, uh, turning her back on the cottage. Her eyes open and you see sort of lavender, uh, lavender eyes, angry, staring forward.
0: Amazing, amazing.
3: Hex. <laughs> you
0: glance back into the cottage after storming out and with perhaps a mixture of frustration and that like back of your neck itch of fear that you can never fully shake. You see, following you out is a slightly hunched grandmother figure, limping slowly but unshaken from your outburst. She shakes her head and smiles as she moves to check on some of the drying herbs. Continue to run from town to town, Granny comments casually with that nonchalance that does nothing to soothe your frustration. Granny will always find you. A deal was struck long ago that ties you to me. You know it's true. Oh, wait, no. (laughs) You know it's true. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding.
1: Serbs to granny all along.
2: (laughs) Take off the mask.
0: Um, (laughs) 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 It was me all along. Um, (laughs) You know it's true, though, Hex. Each of your attempts so far has ended in failure. So, what now? How can things
3: be different this time? Deal, you say. A deal was struck. So let me make a better one.
0: You see her take a deep breath and turning to face you, still smiling unbroken. In fact, the smile grins wider into a yellow toothy grin. Well now, are you sure, dear? You do help me so and bothersome folk come knocking. Do you really want to leave your mother all alone.
3: I'm not, I'm not your child. I I want to be free. For the first time you see
0: Granny frown. I am the closest thing you have ever had to a mother and don't you forget it. She kind of snaps before composing herself again. Very well. You want to go off and find answers? Where will you even go? Do you know where your so-called parents went off to? No. A deal then, like you say. I'll tell you where you can go looking if you bring me back something while you're out. Fair?
3: More than fair, she says, her entire demeanor changing and she grasps her grandmother's hands and places her her forehead against them. And she says, if what you say is true, that you'll let me go to seek my fortune and seek the truth, then, well, it's the least I could do to bring you back a little something from the market, so to speak. (laughs) It's a
0: deal, then. She says with finality. You know what that means. Go to Fano. And while you're there, learn about this Merquois that seems to plague them, its arcane properties and its potential uses. She holds her cane in both hands and as she lifts it, you look at her for a moment before she strikes it down onto the ground. In a flash that makes you kind of instinctively protect your eyes, you blink and find yourself somewhere else. Alone in the forest, no brambles, no cottage, no granny anywhere in sight. With little other option, you find yourself setting off on your journey. First stop, the city of Fano. As we zoom up and away from these woods, Leaving behind the shrinking figure of Hex, we pass over the lake once again to the northwest. Once again, again, sailing over sparkling waters until we notice a looming massive wall built into the side of the mountains that seems to travel for miles along the shoreline. And it casts a shadow over the vast sparkling basin of Crystal Lake. We see the small dockside town of Foxenera, grow larger, only to continue just past it to a small outcropping of land that juts into the lake. Here, a small monastery resides, the worshippers of Deep Shoshelis. Probably going to butcher that pronunciation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And as we see an assortment of elves move about, tending to crops, reading, talking, we focus on one sea elf who seems to be rubbing his temples in frustration. He drops his hand and. <laughs> Hi, Waffles.
3: <laughs> he drops
0: <laughs> his hand um, and looks around again. Baron, his surprisingly booming voice carries far. Baron, what trouble have you gotten yourself into today? Luck. The familiar voice voice of your father figure, Rilatar, carries through to your ears over the sound of the waters below you. Because indeed, you seem to have found yourself about halfway down the cliffside. And as you look back up, the way you came, you wonder if perhaps this wasn't the most secure of options. (laughs) Uh, But then you look back down at like the basket of laundry that you nicked from the monastery, and think about, like, how great would it be if you could just get to some of that algae, and accidentally dye everyone's clothes green. Like, come on.
2: <laughs> and green is the premier color, after all. Yes. So, yeah.
0: Your thoughts are cut off, though, as you hear Rilatar's voice again, this time much clearer. Baron, do you have a death wish? You look up, and see mm. Rilatar staring right down at you. Um... Now, as Rilatar's eyes catch your own, why don't you describe your character, does?
2: Yeah. So I guess in this current situation, uh, very precariously perched on like an outcropping of rock, the, uh, probably on a path that he's traveled many, many times. I think Locke spends a lot of time looking out over the ocean, dreaming of of days of the of yore of of the past. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what you would see is is a, a fairly. Um, a little bit stockier than average, hair and gun, uh, but a little bit, sh- a little bit shorter, a little bit broader chested than most gone. He's clearly had a life of a lot of manual labor. Uh, black and white fur, very long ears that he takes very probably the most amount of pride in. Uh, a lot of I mean, uh, earrings, yeah, earrings going all the way up. Uh, he's wearing. Uh, simple clothes right now uh, not not much armor uh, probably just some like simple monastery clothes of of like probably purple and like deep ocean colors Uh, Mm -hmm. and he just kind of looks up at Rilitar and I think just very slowly he realizes he's like he's not coming down here so he just smiles (laughs) just is just like the most shit-eating grin you could probably think of it's like yeah (laughs) hope you didn't have any of your (laughs) underwear in
0: here (laughs) um well the jig is up so Mm -hmm. to speak Mm -hmm. at this point um as you're caught red hand red red pod red 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 handed red pod uh (laughs) with the basket (laughs) of laundry Mm -hmm. um perhaps with a, with a grumbling sigh or, mm-hmm. or some fresh, frustra- mm-hmm. not, not so much as frustration, but like, ah, oh, fine. You make your you treacherous today, way Rilitar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this time, mm-hmm. uh, you make your treacherous way back up. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, uh, be carefuls that are called out from above, but when you mm-hmm. do finally climb back up onto the grassy top, you can't help, but notice the weary lines of stress on Rilitar's face. And the tension in his shoulders. He lets out yet another sigh as he clocks the basket of (laughs) Mm laundry. Do I want to know where you're going to do with that, Baron?
2: Uh, I was was just going to fold it, uh, Rilatar. Don't uh, don't worry. I've I've put all my mischievous ways behind me, and I've decided to become a a uh, upstanding citizen of this of this monastery i was going to fold it totally
0: he puts a hand on your shoulder luck and then he kind of like stops and, and tries to start again you you know you've always have a home here should you want it but i see you struggling to find your place I believe that the questions you have will be answered by Shishelis in time, but perhaps you need something more to occupy your days. He seems to kind of be dancing around his point, mm-hmm. clearly worried and a, a, lo- a little uncomfortable, but not wanting to offend you.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I think Locke would put the basket down and actually like, you see his demeanor kind of change just a little bit. And... He would just look Relatar right in the eyes and be like, "You, you know, you can talk. You know, you can talk to me, right?"
0: He kind of squeezes your shoulder a little bit. I know. And I hear Fano has many opportunities these days. <laughs> Perhaps your penchant for finding trouble you kind of eyes the basket—will serve you well there. He kind of teases gently, but looks a little bit more seriously at you again. (sighs) Kind of squares up, facing you a little bit more. Set out on your own adventure for a bit. I pray it will bring you more success in your search for your old crew than we had. But most importantly, I hope it brings you some peace in yourself.
2: I think uh, not really I think Locke is, just smiles at that and he says Yeah, I think uh, peace might be kind of kind of nice for once. Um, you said Fano?
0: Yes. I hmm. think all sorts of work is being offered there, but be safe, Baron. Yes. No more sailing through storms and washing ashore monasteries.
2: Oh, no promises with Gives that. Gives you like
0: a a wane smile. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but you see the smile, it does it does very little to cover the look of care and concern that he seems to truly have for you. And as he looks away and out over the cliff, you follow his gaze to see off in the distance the shape of a city in the middle of the lake, breaking the line of the horizon. Mm. You feel your heartbeat a little quicker in your chest at the thought of being back on the water, at the thought of a new adventure.
2: And I, just last thing, I think uh, who uh, Locke would put his arm around Reelatar, just sort of in like a, a com- camaraderie stance, and then whisper, "Be like, you might not want to eat the soup tonight." I, uh, <laughs> I got it. <laughs> and
0: yes. <that's> it. <laughs> yes. And we don't get to see Rilitar's face as the camera takes off again <laughs> from behind, <laughs> back across the waters east, to Indurasia. The camera zooms in to the affluent city, where Indorassian flags wave proudly from multiple terraces and towers. But as we twist and turn through the cobbled streets, we spy a young man running down a side street, chased by two other individuals. He makes a quick turn into another side street before nimbly hopping over a low white stone wall into what looks to be like a building's front garden. We notice as he makes this jump that he does so with one hand and the other seems to be cradling and like carefully protecting some kind of bundle wrapped in cloth. As he jumps into this garden, he quickly crouches low behind a, like, a f- large flowering bush and tries to quiet his heavy breath. Amir, please describe what this crouching figure looks like.
4: So, Langston is a half-elf. Uh, so he's about six feet tall. Slim, uh, muscular. Uh, built kind of like a uh, Michael B. Jordan, I suppose. Uh has facial hair, uh, and hair is up top with fade in the, the bottom. And the top of his hair is, strangely, the same color as this dragon, as is his eyes. Uh, he wears a green cloak and hood, uh, over a set of scale armor. Uh, the gold clasp, uh, sort of sat around the neck. And he's holding in this bundle. A small, sapphire dragon.
0: One point of clarity, which is that your hair is striking blue, but your eyes are not yet. Huh? We hear the running of footsteps of your pursuers get louder as they round the same corner that you just did. There, there seems to be a pause as they slow down, having lost sight of their pursuit. One voice calls out, panting, Where? Where'd he go? And the second kind of answer is, I don't know, but hell, there's no way that thing was in Darcy. What was it? And they seem to be rather close. But you dare not even, like, sneak a peek in case that gives away where you are right now. Instead, you stare down at the bundle in your arms that seems to have grown tired of staying still. We'll say. Um, and you watch it try to wriggle out of the blanket you threw over it. And a small blue snout pokes out. And a forked tongue kind of flicks out, tasting the, the fresh air as it makes a low rumbling noise and shakes its head. And the blanket slides like the rest of the way off. And you stare down at the slightly annoyed, slightly expectant look of a baby blue dragon.
4: Listen, you can't you can't step out. You gotta gotta hide understand. I'm trying to protect you until we get out of the city.
0: It's trying to like wriggle out of the blanket even further, though. Not not really caring. It doesn't want to be constrained like this.
4: Listen. Once we get you somewhere nice, I'm gonna take you, and you can eat and have a great time. No, you just have to
0: hide and quiet. It kind of like chomps its mod. The thought of like eat whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Uh, I don't know. I am speaking in Draconic at the moment.
0: Perfect. Yes. <laughs> um, and and you're you're doing that like that barely whisper, not that fake whisper that everybody hears for miles away, but that true like just try to like please just don't. Um, amazing. So you crouch and you watch her like like she's looking at you and. As you say this, she seems to be willing to settle down a little bit more. She doesn't like go back in the blanket, but she stops kind of shaking as much and moving about. And she kind of like flicks her tongue out again and seems to just kind of be looking around, seeing if there's anything tasty.
4: I grab like a ration. I'm just like, this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she sniffs it like a ration not being her favorite food, clearly. But then like crunches it a little bit like, fine, I'll eat this but not because I want to (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) and as you crouch and wait for your pursuers to leave you can't help but think how close a call this has been and you stare down at Ida and a certain realization dawns on you not a realization a confirmation a truth you perhaps didn't want to realize would be here so soon Ida was growing. The bigger she grew, the more frequent your trips to the woods to allow her to hunt and explore are going to need to be. The more restless she got, the harder it's going to be to hide her. The voice of your first pursuer interrupts your thought. Well, you have bright blue hair, right? It can't be that hard to find. Let's find some, let's find some of the guards and have them keep an eye out. The second voice hums like an affirmation as you hear the footsteps begin to recede. Yeah, yeah, good idea. I'll ask ask my dad too. He has a lot of connections. Maybe he knows what family he's from? A cold wave of fear washes over you. You're putting your family in danger like this. They lived comfortable lives. If you were caught, their reputation would suffer. Or... Maybe they too would be punished for knowingly harboring a non-Indorassian object. Ow, Ida bites your finger. Perhaps offended at being considered an object. Though you only thought it, you didn't say it. But it was only a few weeks ago that she was just that, right? Like a weird geode that Uncle Fred couldn't cut. Like Uncle Fred, he? could probably help get you out tonight. (sighs) Again, though. That pang of guilt and discomfort at the thought. You'd have to leave tonight. Jalora would be hurt. She wouldn't understand. But you hear the footsteps recede, and... You wait a little bit while longer. Do you th- have any thoughts particularly in regards to Jalora? I,
4: I feel like I'm I'm worried that I'm going to hurt her and there's not a whole lot I can do about it because right now keeping everyone safe means me getting away from here and I can't leave Ida to them can't. And also, I got to find out why she got here, how she got here.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
4: I know Fred will understand. If no one else will, Fred will.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's kind of with this thought, right, that as you hear the footsteps leave and, and you wait enough time um, and you realize, OK, well, you need to get organized quickly. You need to gather some things and seek out the assistance of Uncle Fred. Hopefully Jalora will come to understand. Hopefully your siblings won't resent you for leaving. Hopefully you weren't breaking your parents' heart. But Langston, as you stare down at the expectant blue eyes of Ida in your arms, and the the camera begins to zoom out, it doesn't zoom out far enough to not notice... Langston's eyes, as with a small faint glow of magic, your irises shift to a matching bright blue hue. You have questions, and Indurasia is not where you're gonna find those answers. It's time to leave. Because after all, Ida needs you. <laughs> and just a little ways. To the south. I, have, I have goosebumps. That, what does that you? tell me? <laughs> <laughs> um, I've,
2: I've never cared so quickly. That was <laughs> amazing.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, just a little ways to the south, we fly back towards the city of Red Rock. We spot along one of the many roads leading into the city a crossroads. There are a few wagons and tents that seemed parked and set up around this main thoroughfare. Um, Fun thing about like olden times, like those main thoroughfares, those main crossroads, people would camp out there and set up shop because this was where a lot of commerce would be. So clearly a well-traveled location like that attracts a variety of folks looking to sell their wares, services in exchange for some coin of passerbys. The camera settles on a series of three wagons strung together to make their own little like moving market. A sign hangs from the side of one of them. It reads, "Knickknack Shack" Check, for all your tinkering and repair needs. <laughs> Sitting on a stool, tilted back to precariously use only two of its legs. You know, you know the type. <laughs> a surprisingly intimidating figure rests against the wagon. Waffles, what does this individual look like?
1: That's me. Uh so you <laughs> see a rather normal height, I'd say like five eight five nine. Uh very, very muscular, muscle. very buff um woman sitting there, kind of leaned back in this seat. Uh she has a mix of white and reddish hair. Uh definitely looks like artificially died like probably from berries or something uh and she's just sitting back leaning she has this large gauntlet in both of her hands and she's just kind of like looking it over
0: and as you there fidgeting um with this odd shaped gauntlet thing in your hand um you think back to the previous night it was your birthday and your brother Gio had cleverly put together with like a variety of knickknacks from the knickknacks check, of course, <laughs> um, this sort of like puzzle thing for you. Um, the kid was smart for a 12 year old. You had to begrudgingly admit that when you look it over um, for an hour before you actually like figured out, oh, this is one way to use it, but no. Your your thoughts drift back past that to that small book your mother had given you. It was odd, you noted, not the book, but how she was acting, glancing uncomfortably at your father before handing it to you. That should have been your first clue. You refocus on the present as you hear some quiet murmuring coming from behind the other wagon. So you're not surprised when Gio soon rounds the corner with that awkward, slightly uncomfortable look in his face. But you see him roll his eyes, shaking it off as he approaches you with like an apple. Think fast, he says, before lobbing it at you. You catch it with your free hand with ease. You kind of just raise an eyebrow at him. Mom wants to know if you're still mad at her, he says with like a shrug before sitting down on the grass next to you but I won't play messenger! (laughs) He kind of raises his voice, pointedly directing it to the other wagon.
1: Yeah, you see her look up, kind of looking past him to where he's pointing and says, Tell her we could just talk tomorrow.
0: (sighs) Kind of like nods but like he's sitting next to you he's not he's not gonna tell the message right now maybe later but then you kind of sigh remembering her trying to convince you not to read it you can just wait till tomorrow or later you don't you you don't have to read it now and your dad giving you that like stern reminder karina we talked about this you remember your shoulder your mother's shoulder is kind of slump as you opened the book, and the cover, the inside cover that or the cover that read The Tinkerer's Trade. But it was the inscription on the inside of that front cover that made you real. My sweet Kiara, it read. I'm sorry I had to leave you. I wish it could be different. I know this doesn't make up for leaving you But I hope that you can find something useful in this book. It's the only gift I can give you. Know that I love you." And then the signature. The signature that started to be written before being crossed out, followed by simply, Mom. You stared at it, slowly working through everything it meant, And you carefully made out like that one letter through the scribbled out start of a signature, the beginning of a name, the letter K. And then your mother, no, sorry, you're apparently not really your mother, had the audacity to start crying. And when it was she who kept the secret from you. You glance over at Gio sitting next to you. So he wasn't actually your little brother. And it's the first time that your anger kind of dulls a little bit and sadness takes a stronger hold. It's not like he knew about this either. You see him looking back at you, trying to search your face, trying and failing to conceal his own worry and anxiety.
1: And Gia knows uh, Kiara at this point, knows that she's not one to talk a lot, uh, but she does... Stand up and place a hand on his shoulder. Looks him in the eye for a second and says, "It doesn't change the time we've had together." And walks on.
0: You see him kind of like that. He just doesn't look at you. Kind of like looks down at his lap and in his hands and like tries to occupy them. But you know those words hit home for him. Um, but as you stand up and go looking for your father, or should I say father in quotes, it's not hard to find him. Uh, the sound of like the tap, tap, tap from the third wagon gives it away. you see him tapping carefully as he chisels out into this like large round piece of wood. And he pauses as you approach and regards you with a silent understanding gaze. Kind of seems to expect what's coming.
1: She finds a stool, tips it back on like two of its legs, leans against the counter, doesn't really look his way, but says, So do you you meet her? Do you know her? Do you... them? Anything?
0: Alder nods, glancing down at this project as he kind of just gathers his thoughts before answering. You know by now that you just, you wait for his pauses. Finally, he answers, not much. He admits, and you appreciate that there is at least a little regret in his voice. Only that they mentioned the city of Fano once. They shared little else. Fano, you may have family in Fano. Or at the very least, maybe Fano has more answers for you. You nod to him and turn to go gather your things. Kiara, he calls, and you pause for a moment to look at him, half expecting him to stop you. But instead, he sighs again and simply says, Stay safe.
1: Kiara's walking away at this point and just kind of throws a hand up and says, it's K.
0: And with that, we have seen the start of each of your four journeys towards the city of Feno. All right.
3: <laughs> okay, can I it, it, y'all. can breathe. That was awesome. Woo. <laughs>
2: <laughs> y'all have such My cool boss. characters.
0: Exciting, very exciting.
2: Not <laughs> <How are> you. <laughs> No. Uh, us.
0: Amazing.
2: Who know us card.
0: <laughs> okay. Cool, so we're done now, right guys? We're good. We're, we're just, yeah, that's just uh, thanks
2: for tuning in, everybody. Yeah. Catch you. Bye. Bye. Good
0: night. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Yeah, you know what, let's hmm.
2: That was fantastic also oh, wait real quick. Sure, yeah. that was phenomenal.
0: Super done. Yeah. Well done. Thank that was you. give
2: yourself props. Mm.
0: I adore writing vignettes. I adore so <laughs> <laughs> it That's what I could do all day. There we go. This is what I'll do all day.
4: <laughs> yes, there it is.
0: Um, okay. <clears throat> so, as we jump back and forth, past, present, past, present, we meet up again in the present. As each of you throughout your various journeys um, since we last saw you, have made your way. Looking for work to pay for your passage, pay for your journey, pay for food, as you continue to look or go for the thing that each of you look for. You have made your ways in different ports to gather on a ship. And that is where we are right now, on a ship. Actually, oh, you know what I can do, guys? You know what I can do?
3: What can you do? What can you do?
0: I can take us to a new scene on Alchemy. Oh, All right, man. here we
3: go. Dang, Alchemy's so cool.
0: <laughs> Welcome to Aethera. Um And this is the beautiful view of Fano. Which is where you find yourselves approaching. So um, oh, cool. Fishing boats and shipping barges freckle the white-capped ripples and attract manic gulls that swoop down and pluck fish from the chum. And at its center, that island. In front of you. An enormous island. The goddess of the lake. And emerges out of the water. Set amid... Groves of mighty oaks. A substantial city constructed with ivory stonework spreads across the island. In the north, you can see it in the back there. As I lose my placehold, <laughs> gilded <laughs> towers rise between grassy hills, and a castle of sweeping grandeur stands proudly on a rocky precipice. You watch this from the deck of your ship. The center of the island bustles with activity, with roads and avenues connecting shops to all matter of housing and lush parkland. And then the the southern extreme hosts an island of docks and a great harbor accommodating ships from ports across the Grand Lake. And above it all, standing tall and proud, the lighthouse that overlooks its mist-shrouded domain. Folks scurry about, loading fishing boats and trading goods right off the dinghies along the docks. The Lake Sprite. A small transport ship. The small transport ship which you are on cuts through the frothy tips of the blue water as it approaches in the distance. Golden sunbeams dance on the water's surface as dawn breaks over the city. Alright, guys, so... Here we are.
3: I don't know what to do with my hands. (laughs) 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 My favorite
0: thing. Um, Okay. (coughs) So you guys are approaching the docks of the southernmost little island bit over here. Um, But here on the deck, it's been a a short trip. You've probably traveled, um, called it midday earlier and and traveled the... a night on this boat as as dawn breaks and it's now um, early early morning. You each have secured a job when you reach Fano. and just this is just a fishing boat that you secured passage on. Um, but you do see, aside from what seems to be the working crew, a couple other travelers. What would you say you'd be? Where would you be found on this ship most often? We'll start with with Locke. I'm really curious. Where's <laughs> Locke on this ship? What
3: shenanigans?
1: Oh man, ideally my not first... in the kitchen.
2: Yeah, nowhere <laughs> <I> was... <laughs> so near
3: any near any kind of soup. <laughs> no, yeah,
2: no, no soup. No, not this time. Not this time. My, my first thought would be the the crow's nest, but I think that's probably for, kind of crowded up there. So I think he's.
0: I think very, he tried at one point, uh, and the oh, was like, "Get the fuck out!" He's probably a crow's
2: nest person, honestly. But- he's well, <laughs> he can hear everything up there. It's just so much easier. Um, he, uh, I, so, I th- so I think he tried to get up there to the crow's nest and was like, try- probably trying to tell the dude how to do his job. And he's like, "To get the hell out of here." And uh, so now he's like, "Very." Open precar- your mouth
0: one more time. I will throw you off this crow's nest.
2: <laughs> well, jokes on you. That'd be the second time I've been thrown off a boat. And he just, like, climbs down the... climbs And the guy's left
0: <laughs> there, like, are you, are you proud of that? And he goes back to, like, doing what up? his job. <laughs> uh,
2: but I, I think he is, like, very precariously, like, basically climbed out on, like, the front of, like, the boat where, like, the figurehead is, like, the...
0: Uh, the bow of the ship, yeah. Yeah.
2: And people are probably, like, he's gonna freaking fall off. <laughs> I mean, he's just, like, out there, like, not paying attention to anybody, just, like, totally just absorbed in the fact that they're sailing again, and he's very excited about that.
0: Perfect.
3: Hex! Have so, you been on a boat before, just out of curiosity? She definitely hasn't, um, and she is fascinated by the water. Um, and the, just the different, uh, she's, she's lived most of her life moving from like woodland town to woodland town. Uh, and so she is actually up, uh, underneath the bowsprit, there's this netting, um, that I, so I used to sail a tall ship and I used to be all about that shit, uh, to go climb into the netting and then look up at the bowsprit or like lay face down, Uh, Looking through the netting because you just like go up and down as you get like super close uh, to the water and then bounce back up. So she is like up there kind of riding the waves as the um, bow moves up and down with the motion of the water and she sees like looks over her shoulder and sees Locke up there and she goes, I wouldn't do that if I were you. And then uh, she <laughs> has like one of her arrows in her hands and she stabs down into the water at one of the jumping fish. Yes. Yes. And that's Do you want to roll for it? Do yeah. you want to do the first roll? Yeah. The Let's first roll it. to I'll kill do it. fish. fishing. Oh god, I'm sweating so much. Okay. Do it it. even do do it. No pressure. Do do it. It. Okay, no, no pressure. pressure, no pressure. Uh <laughs> I guess what am I what am I doing? What what am I rolling here? I don't, uh I don't TNT, you tell me. <laughs> okay, let's so let's do acrobatics. That seems that nice. seems like a okay. like a precision yeah. strike type of deal. Let's
0: all go. right,
3: here I go. Boom. Ooh, uh, sixteen. With sixteen, yeah.
0: Pathfinder two e, I'd be like, all right. Yeah,
3: <laughs> but it's not. <laughs>
0: <all right>. oh, <laughs> it's not oh. Decent. Um, I think <laughs> decent. Um, I think with that you do uh, you kind of, because you've been watching these fish for a while yeah. and you are just kind of like, you look up at
3: Locke yeah. and then you look back down and you're like and you spear yeah. one. So and- she spears one and she goes, holy shit I did it! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and she like, then she reala- she looks at her hand and it's like a big fish on the end of an arrow, but the arrow is on the other mm-hmm. side of this netting. And I she was goes, just about to say, ah, you're she, just like, she, now what? <laughs> yeah, and she's just like, oh god, I don't... <laughs> You win this Good time. Eye. And she kind of like, like shakes the an arrow and it uh, <laughs> yeah. pops off into the water again.
2: I think Locke is like, is very impressed and very just like, dang, this person's really cool. <laughs> Super into
4: that.
0: Langston, mm-hmm. Where are you?
4: Actually, I think uh, if that, that fish is like stuck on the arrow uh-huh. and then it goes to pop off, you just see a little blue dragon just swoop and then bite and yeah, grab the fish. <laughs> perfect yeah. and like is uh, like no 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 you can't that's somebody else's <sighs> sorry sorry
3: it's, you, it's uh, fine I mean honestly finders keepers good job little buddy
0: <laughs> <laughs> as you kind uh, yeah. of go to like good job little buddy to like towards Ida like yeah. in, in her general direction she kind of like snaps the head off the fish and she like kind of hisses at you yeah. goes back to clomping on it yeah,
4: <laughs> she's learning how to be around other people. or From they don't allow people to. T- That's Ida. I'm Langston. Hi.
3: What's Hello. up? I'm Hex.
4: Hex, nice to meet you, Hex. She and, like and reaches you. her
3: arm up to get pulled up <laughs> out of this horrible idea that she's had. Oh um, yeah, out of the net. Langston yeah.
4: <laughs> definitely like pulls you up, moose the netting out of the yeah. Mm-hmm. And- Did you mean to do that?
3: get down there uh no, no, no i was no, no. doing I mean, what he was doing fish. oh no, yes do i was I'll... trying to do that but before okay. that i was doing what what the the gun was doing and then i fell into the netting which oh, might fell. be why the netting is there now that i think about it
2: that makes
0: sense uh
1: kay is probably oh, attempted oh, to okay. get some sort of bunk if there are any in uh, like a hammock or something uh probably a choice spot i imagine that that this spot was not open and that Kay like basically forced whoever she could out of it and just if now she's like laying back in a hammock has the gauntlet in her lap uh and if anyone even like comes in the room she just kind of sneers at them and goes back to working (laughs) (laughs)
0: all right so where you are currently um down so by the way the lake spray it does have two levels it has like a small main deck um, and two rooms off a hallway uh below the deck so uh you're kind of in that main area below the deck and you do see through one of like the little windows out um you see like a blue baby dragon like swoop into view (laughs) and then back um as you watch this and by the way when you grabbed that bunk, like there was like somebody's like s- like sack of things or whatever which you kind of just like kicked out of the way and took that little like area <laughs> and then you're pretty sure like at some point at night somebody came in was like hey what the and then saw you He's and like, then just fell silent and was just like <laughs> <laughs> grabbed his stuff and just like left <laughs> not even um,
2: tired, actually
0: <laughs> so with k below deck um you guys please feel free to continue
1: yeah, back up <laughs> uh, so to get I,
4: that
0: anyway.
4: <laughs> y'all. So y'all got jobs?
3: <laughs> That'd be cool if I, yeah, no, I, I'm, why do you know someone who's looking?
4: No, That'd I'm just asking because like, technically I've never had a real job before.
3: Technically. Uh,
2: they're not as bad as everyone says they are. It's
3: they're, they're pretty bad. Huh.
2: Sorry, they, yeah, that's actually what I meant. They're they're way worse than everyone says they are. <laughs> that's,
4: okay.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah. But they're, I uh, mean, you got to eat, right? So it's um, yeah. I mean, I do a lot of foraging myself. Like you know. Oh, me too. Rations in, rations out. I always <laughs> say. Uh, and. <laughs> that's
2: what you f- <laughs> rations in, rations.
0: Out. Yeah, it's uh, yes, not so famous. Much saying no famous famous gold,
2: thing. Gold? gold is hard to eat It's gold in, yeah. gold out is a is a difficult situation trust me i've tried it's it's not fun oh, gold man. is not tasty no what why <laughs> you know um, when you live okay. a life on the sea sometimes you just gotta well you know are, are you a sailor eat. i was
4: wow. I and mean, you actually now, now that you
2: see now that you see well now that you guys officially see lock he is much more like armored out but not like plate armor very like like half plate here like very looks very piratey and he's got like a what looks like just a wooden stick coming up like over over his back and you can't really see what the what like the blade or what you'd presume a blade would be on the back it's all covered in a sheath um yeah no i i used to be a sailor uh
0: as but. you say, I used to be a mm-hmm. sailor, um, all of you, including below deck, hear a booming voice ring out from across the lake. You guys are like still in a little bit past middle of the lake, and you hear it all the way echo across the waters to hear. I... Mama? See the gloom written on your downtrodden faces. And I see your bloodied hands cracked and calloused as they try to put food on your family's tables. But it's all in vain. In these late days, those who work their hands to the bone receive a mere pittance for their sweat. Our precious city quivers with fear. Who do we blame for this? It is not the sailor who earns their wage, bringing in the catch that feeds your bellies. Nor is it the merchant bringing their goods to market. But be not mistaken, I do cast blame. I cast blame on the vile mercois that stain our docks violet and plague the hulls of our ships. Its foul tendrils corrupt the the good creatures of this land and vex our citizens. But does Spira do... Does Spira, 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 do anything about it? She says that just like that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the crowd roars an emphatic no in response, drowning out even what you identify is the magically amplified voice of someone. She continues speaking after the Fuhrer dies down. The monarchy has fallen. Prince Aeron sits up on his castle, lost in lunacy. Those of his servants who have tried to save him from the milk of madness have themselves become hopelessly lost. The Spearin guards have no honor. No longer the servant of the meek and humble. They harass and threaten anyone who feels stands in their way. And trust me. "'Good people. It's the lot of you!' "'And the shouts of the crowds "'like echo against the mountains "'of this place. "'The Order of Indos, "'burdened with the duty of guiding us "'to the future, they now dwell "'only in the past, gazing "'into the endless deep waiting for some truth "'to bubble up to the surface. "'Worthless the whole lot. "'But what of us? "'The Eshans "'She pauses for a moment, and the once raucous ra- yeah, raucous crowd now still as the grave. She raises her hand and shouts at the top of her lungs, We are mighty! And the seething crowd screams the word mighty back at her. We are the strength of the trade winds. We have not been broken by oppression. Indeed, our bonds have renewed our vigor. Are we not then brazen and bold? Are we not then wise and truthful? Yeah, the crowd responds (laughs) zealously. Yeah. 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 If together the three orders are broken, if they cannot move in harmony, then they are as useless relics of the past. But we are the order that has risen as others have fallen and our allegiance lies with the people. We must take this city and reclaim its former glory. Noble Eshens, my dear people, we must move together and take what rightfully belongs to us. Thano is ours! And the crowd just erupts. You hear some of the crew and such murmuring to themselves, and it's very easy to identify that the figure speaking is known as Madam Emperor. And you can assume, potentially, leader of the Eshens. <laughs> Maybe.
2: I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> New leader of the Eshens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, and we as we all know, I'm just, now. just the janitor here for the Eshens.
0: <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to go back to mopping these ducks. <laughs> we rock. Esha! Woo!
1: It reminds me oh, of a I
3: world for cleaner Esha.
1: I don't know if you've ever seen those like, funny videos, but it reminds me of like, when people get up mm-hmm. on cash registers and announce they're quitting.
3: It's yeah. such- <laughs> <laughs> For years, I've slaved with this oppressive regime. We're minimum wage <laughs> and no sick days. Um, so, to, after after the speech, um, it's kind of like she goes from having a, a good time with some new friends on the dock to mm-hmm. as soon as she hears the word Merkwa, she says, "Did she just say Merkwa?"
0: And K, by the way, you're gonna have come up. Uh, to the top to like see what you can see from here.
2: Yeah, for sure. I locked all the doors. He can't. I just can get down. All right, All right. Politics. Cool. Yeah, no, I think I think she was talking about Merqua and politics and uh the Esha Eshen is that? I did hear Merqua. Oh, hello.
3: Hey. Lock.
1: Mm, hi.
2: Oh, oh,
3: oh, hi. Hexandra.
1: Whoa. They just like nod after battle. they Hex- hear Hex- all the names. Hex- and Langston. Hex-
3: do you know uh, anything about Mirqua?
1: Do I know anything I, about Mirqua?
3: Oh, gosh. Um,
1: Is that a history check?
0: <laughs> yeah, go ahead and do a history check for me.
1: I'm smart.
2: Can I as well?
0: Person. Yes, of course.
1: I'm a smart Huzzah. person.
2: What? Well, this is going to be fun That's a, I don't think I've set this character sheet up right but that's a negative 2 for tonight cool <laughs> 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 Nice. Uh,
0: I love it. I don't know this. if it rolls uh, <laughs> by,
2: um,
0: by the way, I know we are on alchemy but please, if people like the feel of rolling physical dice, I will not want to take that away from you
2: that's a 2 Ooh. minus two zero. first minus roll of the night a a- 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 no, it did I don't a minus 2 on there it, a- oh, it did 4-2 a- okay, oh, two two. Two. got it I don't Uh, think I've set this character together.
4: Mine's a natural 5 for 11. (laughs) Okay. Um, Impressive. Langston wouldn't know this, because they don't teach him about places that are outside of here, (laughs) so...
0: It ain't that, so nope. Um, So, okay. Yes. You've heard of Merkwap before. You've heard people talk about it, you know, the crossroads that you typically set up camp in, or set up shop in, I should say, like the passerby's are constantly talking about news from all over Athera. Um, and Merkwa is something that's plaguing Fano. You know that much. You know, it's causing issues. You know, it's a bad thing. But it's really just like vague pickings ups of things like that. Nothing, Nothing in more detail. Sure. And
1: yeah, she says, all I've really heard is that Merquaz a bad thing. It's a plague, something like that. I don't. I don't. I know nothing else. Hmm. Hmm.
2: Yeah. Okay.
3: okay. Interesting.
2: Uh, would uh, I... Oh, sorry, yeah. go, for go
3: ahead. No, 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 please.
2: I was just gonna say if the the three things she said. She said the Esha, Eshens, the and then I'm, I missed the other two. But would we would those names ring anything with the Spearan? The yeah. The,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I mean, the the city of Fano has has stood long enough that like basic history of knowing the places you would know about them. Those are the orders of um of the city. The three, so, the three
1: orders she was talking about.
0: Correct. Um,
2: there, let me water. Oh, there's only three, actually. <laughs> fire. Uh, we
0: don't care. Yeah, we don't care about yeah, fire. Yeah. And then the Avatar? No, okay. Uh, <laughs> we did it. You have the Order of Spira. Um, you have the Order of Indos. And then the Order of Esha.
3: And Indos was the one they were talking about uh, the prophecies coming up from the Deep?
0: Um. Yes. Correct.
1: Indosira uh, um, Eshe.
0: I will say this: Who wants? Um, it's a new setting. We all love lore. Uh, any y'all have lived here to an extent? Mm-hmm. Uh, who wants to roll history check on like how much they know about the history of Fano?
3: Yeah, yeah. We'll say Hex tried to, to do a little bit of uh, checking up. Heck yeah.
2: Ooh. Yours is a lot better. Yours is a lot better than mine.
0: You see that
3: beautiful gold color? <laughs> That's <laughs> natural, 20. natural
2: 20. That's
3: gold for well actually.
4: Well <laughs> <laughs> actually. Well actually.
0: Um Hex. You've done your research. You're, you're you're not gonna go into this place like without knowing shit. You you did yeah. your research. Um it's important to know what you're up against. The Order of Spira. Let's start there. The Order of Spira. Is was, for all you know, we're talking about like the history of Fano. It those are the defenders uh of the city, the defenders of the downtrodden, protectors of the indignant. They're the force.
3: Um,
0: I will say, Kay, you know this as well. For sure. Um Langson, you just did not read up on Fano. Did not zero. You can roll if you'd like.
4: No, I'm playing up on this whole thing. Yes, yes, you I get love it. to learn it. about anything outside of mm-hmm. uh, his, his city. Because the, <laughs> mm, the kingdom doesn't really like talking about other places. Mm.
0: Yep. Um, now for the nat 20, you know a bit more recently that the Order of Spira has fallen into degeneracy. At best, they're indifferent to people suffering. At their worst, they're bullies. And looters. And do whatever the hell they want.
3: Hmm. And how are they related to Prince Aaron, who is quote-unquote L- lost in lunacy? <laughs> yeah, lost in lunacy. other Otherwise known as lost in lunacy. <laughs> A.K.A.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um they were the guards of the monarchy like that's that was uh-huh. their role um but now that the king's kind of like mad or supposedly anyways they're like well whatever and i've kind of gone from upheld the citizenry to fuck everybody <laughs> mm-hmm. um the order of indus they're the ones that are the keepers of knowledge of the city um this much you know as well okay the nat 20 however um you've heard hex in passing something about chrysalians probably very much mispronouncing that too Mm-hmm. I should, guys. I have no excuse. They, have, they had a nice little, uh, <laughs> Chris had this, uh, pronunciation sheet that I have saved somewhere. I have it somewhere and it's not in front of me. So, hey,
3: <laughs> um, this is, <laughs> this is Siren's Call and this is how we'll yeah. be pronouncing yeah. these
0: things yeah. yeah. from me. we'll be <laughs> with my weird Israeli accent, is what it's
2: gonna be. We just uh, all got a, a certain dialect that we pronounce.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah it was cool.
2: Let's go. Exactly.
1: We'll make exactly. sure every one of our characters pronounces it differently, too. Yeah. So.
0: Well, I was thinking, or we decide <laughs> on one, right. and then I'll just do, like, a little red marker write-up on his pronunciation guide and give it
2: back to him be like, I fixed <laughs> oh. it for you. He <laughs> really
3: recommends Chris. this hard A sound. Um, Chrisillianz. May I suggest? Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so you've heard something about Chrisillianz, and this is, like deep past of of Athera and you weren't able to like you you were focused more on Fano than you were about figuring this out but you heard that word and you know that the Order of Indos is like as keepers of knowledge and everything have tried to keep in contact with this thing um, which now is being like taken as they're not in the present they're not in the here and now they're lost they're not helping
3: anybody Mm -hmm. So they have the um, reputation of kind of being obsessed with this greater power that they try to communicate with. Right. Okay. Right. Um,
0: you do know that their leadership is called the Council of Nine. Okay. Um, then the Order of Esha. The Order of Esha is the primary financiers <laughs> of the city. I had to say it like that. I really wanted to. Thank you. <laughs> um... And so they feel like everybody else hasn't maintained leadership of the city right now. They used to be the three factions that used to lead together, and now, like, those other two are a mess. Madam Emperor, which actually probably earlier on in that you might have probably identified her as as such before even you heard anybody else. Um, You just know tensions are high. Um, And clearly, Madam Emperor has started to make open calls for
3: revolution. That's fairly direct, I feel like. What we just sailed into was like, "Arise, yeah. oh minions! God. Yes! Yes,
0: yeah. Um And that concludes our history lesson. Uh-
2: nice. <laughs> okay. Lang- Langston and Locke are just, like, talking about the water. Oh, look, at there's something shiny down there. <laughs> uh, so, you're saying I should use an accent so they won't understand me? Like, e- exactly, like, what exactly, what yeah. An yeah, yeah. Anyone any you Five want, as long least. as it's... Yeah. But that doesn't work. No, I, I, we we could workshop it if you wanted.
3: <laughs> and Hex kind of looks over and she goes, no, guys, this is good. This is good. A little bit of chaos is our friend. They'll be so busy worrying about all of their very real problems that, you know, whatever we need to get up to, not saying you need to get up to anything, but like, I mean, are you guys trying to get up to anything?
4: <laughs> you mean like starting problems?
3: Oh, not like actively starting problems, but like, you know, getting work, uh, finding um, <laughs> ways to make quotes. Yeah, more than rations, you know, like I'm I've never, oh. you know, traveled. I'm more of like a, you know, do it on my own in the woods. That sounds very wrong. Um, so let's move, let's just walk past. No, it, I totally uh, get it.
4: Uh, oh, right. No, it does sound wrong.
3: Yeah, it's fine. Um, you know what? It's fine, because now we're we could we could kind of like team up and maybe take on the city as a as a group because you know things seem a little dicey out there right now. What do you say? You want to kind of team up?
0: <clears throat> go
1: ahead. Okay. Uh,
0: I, <laughs> I was going to interrupt, but I want you to. Go, go, I, go, I, go. I, do
1: think, I do think coin and anything that gets information on people in the city would be preferred.
3: Are you looking for information <clears throat> hey. on people in the city? Hex... Yes.
0: Hexandra?
3: Hexandra? Uh-oh. Who's asking? Uh... That person. Me. me. Hello. Uh, it, is, got, it is I, a she says, and says,
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. You see him, like, a, at this clipboard check off. Uh, so what? We Lang, Langston?
4: Uh, yeah. That's that's me.
0: Yep. All right, great. And, uh... What fucking kind of name is this? Kay? <laughs> it's, a name.
1: it's a name. Yes. It's me.
0: It's a letter. It's not a Wonderful letter. Name. It's a letter. You know, this is usually all right. We'll What's it. your name? Okay, check. Uh, <laughs> don't ask me DM that shit. <laughs> uh, chat. Give me a name right now. Let's go. Whatever. The first person. Oh, I'm going to forget. Sebastian. This. First person.
1: Al-Cheese. His name's Chad.
2: Chad. Chad! Oh
0: Chad. wow! Well, if Chad comes in real quick with a name, I will take it. I will. Bortles. 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 Right. <laughs> you see him ask? Okay, you see him ask for when you ask for his name, he kind of like Bortles. It's Bortles. My name's
2: Bortles. All right. All right. Did you say Bortles? Yeah. Oh my gosh! What kind of name is that? See, it doesn't feel very good, does it? If, if you just, like, immediately just write someone right. off.
0: Listen, I just, people often, I just had a chance to, usually people make fun of my name, so I just thought, okay, right, listen, are you Locke?
2: No, I'm Bortles. <laughs> yes, I'm luck.
3: <laughs> it's uh-huh, now to you're thinking of Bortles.
2: Yeah, that's it, Bortles. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, yes, I'm luck. How can I help you?
0: Great, uh, well, you... Signed up for for work, right? The Starless Fair?
2: Yes. Yes, yes.
0: Absolutely. Alright, so I'm uh, un- representative of the Starless <clears throat> Fair. Uh, Captain Len Grekin needs some new blood for a job, so I'm assuming that's you lot? Sure. Back on
3: yeah, the scene. Right. Yes, it is us. We are... To We're doing this we are we're very there. good at the things that we will be per- the duties fuck, she says.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh that you know
3: that fills me with a lot of confidence.
0: workshop oh. it and then present to the captain perhaps. Your just name a little is bit Bortles. <laughs> 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 all right, well you know what? Uh, this <laughs> the is all great. Uh, uh, <laughs> so here's what's gonna happen. You guys are going to report uh tomorrow morning. Um you see him kind of like look down at his uh, thing for a second. He's like, "Going to find your own place to stay tonight," and then because uh, I really don't care. And then you just meet up tomorrow, and he gives you like where you have to go uh, tomorrow morning uh, for your job. Sweet. Thank you, Bortles.
2: You're <laughs> you're too kind.
0: Uh, Kay. Yep. yep. Make me a insight check. Or is it inside? I don't or know. Whatever. No, I want to like it to recall something. So if you remember, Might be know, an something. intelligence. No, if you
2: notice it. Intelli- <laughs> it all works. Inside yeah.
3: history. I guess
0: history. history. Yeah. What you want? Charisma? You, want if you want it? I don't care. Give me intelligence. You're a smart. You're a smart.
1: Twenty-one. Yo.
4: 21. Hey, oh.
0: Twenty-one. Um, as he walks away. Something in his demeanor reminds you that this is the same person who you stole their bed from. Gotcha. So no. that, that way he just kind of walks away like, oh, fuck. Uh, That's so bad for yeah.
2: Bortles. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha.
0: What what did Bortles do to you guys, really? Right. We're,
1: I we're should gonna, write down, down. He was in my bed.
3: You in did, my bed. Yeah. She. <laughs> yeah. yeah she. Thing. She. She turns to you guys and she's like, "Well, you know what they say. Those who can't do quest give." That's
2: what I like. <laughs> 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 want Oh, that's this? so fair. It seems People. like you've been around here a lot. You have a lot of these colloquialisms and sayings. Okay. And
3: My grandma's always like, you know, a stitch in time kills saves nine. I mean, nine, saves yeah. nine. Ah, oh, God, I always get that Beautiful. one.
2: It's a tough one.
3: Yeah, uh, but I kind of, you know, picked that up. I mean, up he had to ask his
1: friends his name. So.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: No. <laughs> uh,
2: is, is Bortles like walking like far? Like Bortles is gone, right?
0: Oh, uh, he's walking like below deck, probably.
2: Okay, I'm gonna. I want to be nice to him later. I feel bad. Okay. It's <laughs> not now because it's like way cool to not be nice to him. Block is gonna yeah, be constantly yeah. apologizing <laughs> for Kit. Literally. <laughs> ah, he's so
0: sorry. <laughs> um. Mind you, there is a tab here that I have on uh, alchemy for notes. So, like, on on the the left is the journal, which is, like, where all the dice are. And then I have notes. Mm. Um, I have no idea who sees these notes. Like, I don't know. These are, like, my personal notes or anything. But what's really cool that I can just type shit that I think of in Mm. the moment. Um, So now I have our first note of this campaign, (laughs) Portals, the Starless Fair representative.
2: (laughs) He's gonna oh, be the big bad evil guy in the end. Yeah. He's yes. the yes. <laughs> so I'll make fun in of in my it. name.
0: <laughs> Dimples, you read the book. You can confirm. Yeah. <laughs> it's borders. It's written right no here. No spoilers. No spoilers. Oh, sorry. My bad.
2: So then uh so then So, so we're we're on the deck now. We've just been told yeah. meet meet up tomorrow for for jobs and this sort of revolu- small revolution situation is still happening, or is that over?
0: Um you guys are approaching, um, the docks, there's, like, still crowds, there's still, like, the active call, like, to action from Metab Emperor, like, that seems to have been finished, um, and you guys are going to soon be be docking. Okay. Um, <coughs> so unless anybody has anything else.
2: Well, uh, Hex, Hexandra, is it, sorry, do you prefer Hex or Hexandra?
3: Um, you can really call me either one, um. Like, if you're mad at me, don't call me Hex. I guess. Like, that's like for like yep. happy times, good times only, good vibes. <laughs> kind like I'm smiles. gonna get you, Hex. You're a curse on this whole town. Like, <laughs> not super fan no, of that. No,
2: no, no, never,
3: never. Oh God, don't love that. Uh, Be- but you know, the other uh, like friend, a friendly, just hexing around. Like, that's cool. I guess. Luck. Make me an insight check.
2: Okay.
1: While you're rolling, this, I'll, I'll say when you asked, uh, does fourteen. She... Sorry does she prefer Hex or Hexandra? you heard under Kay's breath like Hex oh
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: um Locke uh, with the 14 insight um when Hex is talking about like being chased out of towns you there is like that sliver of like this is something they've experienced before
2: that joke was a little too real
0: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: I think Locke would would notice that and then sort of like, smile and look Hex in the eye and be like, don't worry, it, it takes uh, quite a lot to get me upset at someone, so I'll probably just be calling you Hex because you seem cool. like a very nice person. Unless Thanks. I'm telling like a joke anger thing where I'm like, oh, Hexan, no, I wouldn't do that, don't
3: worry. Yeah, Then then you gotta roll out with the full name, Hexandra yeah. Grimthorn. you get Grimthorn. over here, no wait, nope, that's mom trauma, okay. Mm. Uh, yeah, just <laughs> no, the Hex, no, then. Let's, I think let's Hex not is do
2: good. That. Hex, if you Hex, <laughs> if you want to I know we just met. I'll, I'll ask that later. <laughs> I'm yeah. happy to have met you. <laughs> you see what You We drink
3: minimum to get that story out. Yeah. <laughs> <Three drink minimum. laughs> All right. With that,
0: um, the lake sprite slows to a gentle rock as it nudges against the docks bumper. Uh, the Lakeport dock uh, stir, the docks stir as anglers and traders prepare for their morning. It's still very early in the morning as a reminder. The smell of water-soaked wood and tar waft over from a nearby cargo ship and hang in the air despite the cool breeze as we take our break.
3: Ooh! <laughs> we, did oh, it, we did it, Daddies, we did a couple mom
0: trouble.